Welcome everyone to another episode of In Love. I am your host, Nicole Mitchell, and I'm so happy that you have tuned in to listen. Today's topic is going to be a new creature in Christ. And what does that really mean? I mean, if we look into what the Bible says, uh, we see that there are many scriptures that actually address being a new creature in Christ. And I'd like to expound on those scriptures a little bit and speak to you about my experiences being a new creature in Christ and also encourage you in your walk with Christ. So we see in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that the word of God says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So even from here, we see that there's a new beginning. And I feel as though in my life and in my walk with Christ, there has been a new beginning. The things that I used to be tempted to do in the past are now things that I'm running away from because I don't want to be... Um, enthralled with sin like the more that you read your bible the more that you worship god the more that you realize that there are things in your life that need to be cleaned up there are things that need to change you know you're you're in this 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 kind of transformation and you want the things that you're doing in your life to reflect um who God is and to reflect righteousness and to reflect um, things that God would be pleased with. For example, we read in Galatians chapter five, verse 22 to 23, that, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So this is essentially what we want to project to the world around us. Maybe before you used to um, be very addicted to a substance or you used to uh, lie a lot or you used to, um, you know, uh, consume um, things in your spirit that, that weren't of God. And that could be anything from um negativity gossip um to consuming um worldly music even so you know if that's what you used to do now that you're a new creature you want that to pass away that's your new desire your desire now is to please god in whatever way that you possibly can and to kind of uproot some of the things that you know are sinful or would bring sin into your life um, and when you do that, you realize that, like, you're a new person, like, you don't do the things that you used to do before, you don't even speak the way that you used to speak before. Um, maybe you used to be really negative or um, think negatively, which is something that I even had to realize a lot in, in my own thinking. It's not just like your actions, like you want to take, take it a step further and even change the way that you think and the way that you see things around you. 
You know, I sometimes used to have like negative thoughts and, and feel very negative about who I was as a person. And over time, that's changed completely. Like the things that I, you know, tell myself are, are things that will inspire me and kind of push me forward. Like that's, that's my aim. Like whenever I'm feeling down in the dumps, I'm like, no, like, remember, remember what God's word says. Remember that, you know, who you are in Christ, that you are, are beloved and that, you know, he died for you and that there is hope, you know, not to give up, to press forward. So I find myself, you know, speaking life or at least trying to speak life into my own life, you know, as opposed to speaking negativity and, 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 and feeding into doubt and things like that. Right. So this, this makes you, this, this transformed me. It transformed, you know, my walk with Christ. It, it helps me to kind of stay in this zone of, okay, I, I am a new creature. I am trying to live in a way that's pleasing to God. And I need to fill my spirit and fill my thoughts with things that will please him, that will honor him. Uh, I need to, even when I'm in the workplace, I need to keep my mind in a positive space, knowing that God is with me, even if I'm facing troubles, even if I'm facing trials, even if I'm tempted to do something that might seem okay in the world, but is against God's word, I need to choose him, you know, because he loved me. He loved me so much that he was willing to make the ultimate sacrifice for me. And I want to tilt the, the balance as opposed to always like giving into my fleshly needs or giving into sin. I want to give into God and let him kind of dictate my steps. And it takes a lot of hard work. I mean, this is not something that happens overnight, but again, the more that you spend time in the word, the more that you pray, the more that the desire in you grows to kind of, you know, be, be a, a representation of Christ and to fully have him living and living in your in your heart and not just be a hearer of the word but a doer of your doer of the word you'll see that over time you you know you you want to push forward you want to try your best day in and day out uh to be a new creature and to let that new beginning kind of shine through in your life the bible also says in ephesians chapter four, verse 24, um, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true right righteousness and holiness. So putting on a new self, it's almost like you're putting on a new set of clothes. Like people will see you on the street and be like, hey, you know, they'll say, hey, Nicole, come, let's go. Let's have a drink. Let's, you know, have a fender bender and or I don't know if it's a fender bender. I think a fender bender is an accident, but go on a bender, you know, you know, start drinking, start doing things that just are not who I am anymore. It's just not who I am. Um, let's, I don't know, let's sit on the phone and um, gossip and let's, um, I don't know, go and, 
start committing sexual uh, sins, like start sleeping with people, or why don't you talk to this guy, or why don't you talk to that guy, when I know in my heart and in God's word that that totally goes against what his instructions are. So there will be tempta temptations left, right, and center, especially when you're a new creature in Christ to go back into your old behaviors. And you have to keep on putting on those new clothes, you know, daily. Like I'm not wearing the outfit of um, sexual immorality. I'm not wearing the outfit of um, greed. I'm not wearing the outfit of uh, being cold and, and callous towards others. I'm not wearing that outfit anymore. I'm wearing a completely different outfit. I'm wearing an outfit of love. I'm wearing an outfit of kindness. I'm wearing an outfit of righteousness and holiness. And that's what this scripture for me has meant. You know, when people see me, when people speak with me, I want them to be filled up. I don't want them to be drained. I want to encourage and inspire others. I want them to say, okay, like this is somebody who, you know, even though they make mistakes, even though they, they are not perfect is someone who's, who's trying their best to live a life that's pleasing to God. You know, that's trying their best to, to again, be a hearer of the word uh, to be a doer of the word, sorry, and not just a hearer. Um, and, and for me, that has meant a lot. Like I, I want to actually apply the word of God to my life and to my everyday walk. I don't just want to read it, you know, surface level and for it to just sit there. You know, whenever I read my Bible, I want to look for ways that I can apply it to, to my, my actual life or whenever I listen to a sermon, I want to explore ways uh, to apply this to my actual life so that I can be a new creature so that I can, again, have that um, that unyielding desire uh, in me to please God and to obey him. Uh, Romans 8.1 says that there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I remember this this particular scripture being really um, helpful to me in my walk because I often felt a lot of guilt. I was guilt-ridden whenever I would sin, whenever I would make a mistake, thinking about past mistakes that I made in my life. It just made me feel guilty. It made me feel dirty. It made me feel like God didn't want me. It made me feel unworthy. Um, and especially again, being a new creature, you know that you're heading to something better. You know that you are being transformed. So anything that looks like what you used to be, you're turned off by it. Like you, you, your conscience, your is telling you, or you might be feeling convicted after you sin, saying no, like this is not you. This is not what you're supposed to be doing. Um, this is. This is not where you're trying to go. And I remember the guilt just like being really, really intense and me feeling like, you know, I can't do this. How can I even walk this Christian walk uh, when when I'm still doing some of the things that I used to do before or I'm struggling 
with some of the things that I used to struggle with before. Like, how can I even continue? Like, God must be so disappointed in me. But this scripture right here saying that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, it reminds me that in spite of everything, um, all of my sins, my past, future, present sins, that God is still welcoming me into his arms. You know, that he is still saying, Nicole, come, come, let me help you. Let me heal you. Let me, let me wash you. Let me cleanse you. Let me purify you. You know, let me work on you. He's not turning his back on me, right? So why should I turn my back on him? Instead, I should be trying now to not commit those news, those, those same sins, to continue praying to him for deliverance or for help uh, to address it and to keep moving forward. You know, I know that he doesn't want to uh, want me to stay in that place. He wants me to come out of that. And I have to believe and trust that he's going to be able to do it. You know, so whatever it is that you're struggling with, again, it could be, um, you know, it could be sexual immorality. It could be um, sinning in some way um, against others or against, you know, the body. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, we are warned against such things like sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, which could be anything that is taking up more space than God is. And in this day and age, that can be, you know, the TV, phone, social media, things like that. Anything that's taking the rightful place that God has becomes an idol in your life. We see here sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And it says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So it's very clear here what we need to stay away from. And in, a, in, in the same chapter, a few verses before, we read about, uh, in uh, verses 16, we read about letting the Holy Spirit guide your life. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. So the sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the, the opposite of what the sinful nature desire, desires. So what we want to do, what we want to do is usually driven by the flesh. And what we ought to do is driven by um, the spirit. And these two opposites are constantly fighting against each other. Uh, sins that maybe are not so um, overt, right? They're more covert. There are things that, you know, people wouldn't see if they looked at you right away. They they wouldn't see it. They're not, they're not sins that are apparent, but they're still sins, right? And God sees everything. So when you are feeling like you're struggling with this and you can't get out of it, you got to keep praying. You got to keep trusting that you will overcome and you got to make a choice. Like, I know every time that I do this, I feel guilty after I feel terrible. Like, remember that feeling 
and try to let that be um, the propeller to say no the next time. So if you know that every time you watch um, something uh, pornographic, for example, that you end up feeling really, really guilt-ridden after. The next time you feel that temptation to do it, remember the guilt. Remember that that moment is only going to last for a few minutes and that after that, you're going to be feeling horribly after. Remember that the word says that he will provide a way of escape for you. You know, when you're when you're faced with temptation, you know, and 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 speak. You know, rebuke, rebuke that spirit of pornography or rebuke that spirit of whatever uh, substances that is is trying to um, lure you back into something that you know in your heart that you don't want to do. You know, speak it out loud. Say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I am a new creature in Christ. I am going to move forward and know that, that there is no condemnation for you, if you are in Christ Jesus, he has paid the price for your sins. And that's all the more reason to be fervent and to be committed to choosing life over death, choosing Jesus over uh, the flesh. In Colossians 3, 3, we read that, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And this is another scripture that for me tells me that I am not the Nicole that I was before. The old Nicole is dead. You know, I'm a new person. I'm hidden in Christ. He's the one that I lean on. He is the one that I go to. He is the one that I, I consult with. He is the one that is in control. Um, he, he is everything and my life is his because he, he literally paid the price for it. My life doesn't even belong to me. It belongs to him. And that's not, um, that's not a, that's not a jail sentence. That's not, that's not, um, you know, something that I should feel bad about or feel like I'm missing out on the world because now my life is hidden in Christ. It's something to rejoice over. Thank God that my life is hidden in him, that I have him, that he has my soul and my spirit. Thank God, because if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be. I honestly can't tell you. My life right now up until up until this point is is a miracle. It's it's an act of God. It's grace. You know, it's his mercy. In Galatians 2:20, chapter 2 verse 20, uh, we read that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He did. He gave himself for me. He gave himself for you. You know, he he is the only reason that we are living and breathing and, and, and standing or sitting wherever you are listening to this podcast. You are there because of him. You know, we were crucified with him. We were on his mind. You know, when he was upon that cross, he knew every, every sin we would commit. He knew 
our life path. He, he knew exactly where you would be in your life right now. He knew. And now Christ is living within you. And, and again, what does that mean? His spirit, his, the, the very essence of who he is, what he spoke, how he lived, that is all in you. We are governed by this. We are governed by his statutes, by his commands. So we're no longer, you know, this, this, this pile of, of, of crushed bones of death, you know? We, 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 we should be or live as though we are resurrected and we are, are living a life that, that, that reflects that resurrection, that reflects God's resurrection. You know, in Romans 6, 4, we read, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. You know, we, we have to, or I've had to arise. I've had to come into myself. And, you know, the walk, again, from the time that I was saved until now hasn't been easy. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. Even now, I struggle with different things. But I know that I can depend on God and that he is with me and that he will get me through, you know? I, I firmly, firmly believe that it doesn't matter what comes my way or what temptation Satan tries to, you know, bring into my face or try to distract me off my walk or discourage me, discourage my spirit. I know that I have Christ within me and I can walk in this new life and that he will continue to walk with me as long as I continue to have him in my heart and again, do my very best to do the word, to hear the word, to um, obey, obey him. In Romans chapter six, verse six, we see, uh, the scripture that says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. The body of sin might be brought to nothing. This body of flesh that I have here would be brought to nothing so that we can no longer be enslaved by sin. What a verse. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. When you look back on your life, or at least when I look back on my life, I was, I was enslaved to sin. You know, in bondage. You know, when I think about even relationships, past relationships that I've had with men and things like that, really not under the influence of God, not under his his covering you know what i mean like being 
being in bondage, being in a, even abusive relationships. I was enslaved. I was caught up. But now I'm free. I'm free in Christ. I can rejoice in him. I can worship him. I can walk with him. I honestly feel like I don't need anything else in my life but him. He comforts me at night. He wakes me up in the morning. He's with me on my on my daily on my daily walk. I don't feel like I'm enslaved to sin and like I said even when I do make a mis mistake, I repent, I ask for forgiveness, and then I actively work on not committing those sins over and over again. I want to learn my lesson. You know what I mean? I don't want something horrible to happen before I learn my lesson. You know, I was just reading in, in um, the book of Samuel about Eli's sons and how uh, they had sinned by, by moving the Ark of the Covenant. That's where all of the, the commandments were and whatnot. They had moved it thinking that this would... Um, you know, save them or, you know, provide them for, with some kind of protection. And in the end, um, every town um, that that ark was in, it brought plague to each town because it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't um, God who, who wanted it to be moved. It was supposed to stay where it was, but, you know, they defiled it and they moved it. And every town that the ark of the covenant was in, boils people had tumors like people were getting sick and it's not until all of this happened so these the, this this kind of outright um show of 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 pain so the 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 um tumors and and the sickness that was falling on the towns that's when they realized that oh we better repent and we better you know return this ark of, of the covenant to israel and and we are like this sometimes we we wait until something really really painful or bad happens before we make a move and realize okay i need to do what is right i need to make a change in my life and I don't know about you, but I know about, you know, I can speak for myself in saying that I don't want that. Like, I don't want something really bad to happen before I realize that I need to stop doing something or that I need to make a change. You know, I want to act accordingly. So um, I encourage you to do the same. And if you need support, like reach out, reach out to, um, you know, those in your life that you can get good spiritual sound Christian advice from and, and support from. Um, and, and, you know, one last kind of uh, scripture to talk about being a new, new creature in Christ. I am going to uh, go into a Psalms after this, but um, John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, this this is a scripture that we hear time and time again. This is why he died, so that we wouldn't die, so that we would have eternal life with him. We won't be here forever, you know. This is not um, new information. We will all pass away one day, um, and 
way that we live our lives while we're alive or in the land of the living will dictate what our future life, what our eternal life will look like. So it, it's super, it's super important to understand this and to realize this, um, that as a new creature in Christ, you are no longer the person who you used to be. And in your walk, there will be, there will be um, highs and there will be lows. You know, there were there will be times when you're high upon the mountain and when you're going to be down in the valley. You know, I've had many of those those encounters over the course of my life. But one thing that I see that has changed is that when I'm in the valley now, I trust God. I trust him that even though I'm down in the dumps, that I'm going through a really difficult situation, that I can trust God to get me out of it, that I can lean on him that I can depend on him and that I will come back up on top I will be back on the mountain because he'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me I can find rest in him and I want to just um close kind of with this this psalm so this is psalms 51 um this is this is a psalm that David um David uh, wrote and described um, his his situation and and his feelings at the time when he had committed adultery uh, with Bathsheba. So he is he is repenting. He is realizing that he made a mistake, and just like we um, we have to do from time to time, uh, we need to repent and. And let God know that we we've made a mistake and that we we need to come back to Him. So He says in Psalms fifty one, "Have mercy on me, O God, according to Your unfailing love, according to Your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me against You." You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness, even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors, transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God, my savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, 
and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. May it please you to, to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifice, sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. That scripture, um, that psalm is, is, a, is a beautiful psalm and hopefully it will resonate with you as well as you walk this, this journey with Christ. Again, we're not perfect and we will make mistakes, but God is always there to pick us up, you know? And if people judge you or criticize you and say, oh, you know, who do you think you are? Uh, how could you say you're a Christian? Or, you you know, you're you're the same old person you used to be. Let them know that, no, you're not. You're not the same person that you used to be and that you're walking a new path with Christ, you know, and also continue to tell yourself that. Continue to remind yourself that you're not the old you, that you're a new person, that God is now directing your steps, that you are under his control, and that you will do everything in your power to walk away from the things that are not of him. And again, this is hard. This 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 can be very, very difficult. But believe me when I say that God can do it. He is able. He is able to bring you out and to bring you to a new place in your life. He is able to transform your life. You'll say to yourself, oh my God, like I would have never thought that this would be me, that this is the new me. Um that this is the same person that was doing all kinds of wrong before. And now it's like, all I want to do is walk right. All I want to do is, is please God. And it's an amazing thing. It's definitely an amazing, an amazing feeling. And I would say even more than a feeling, it's, it, it becomes your entire life. So in hearing this uh, podcast, I hope that um, you are encouraged, that you are filled, and that your spirit feels joy in knowing that you are not who you used to be, no matter what others may say, think, or, or do, that God has you, that Christ has you that he is with you. And if you don't know Christ and you want to experience this, this, this new found beginning, this, this new transcending um, love, I welcome you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. 
I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you said that prayer, know that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They are so happy. They are so happy that you've come to this place where you are dedicating your life to Christ or rededicating your life to Christ. And if you don't have a home church and you're in the Montreal area, I welcome you to Rehoboth Church of God, located at 4874 Grand Boulevard, Montreal, Quebec, H3X3S2. And if you're not in the Montreal area, I encourage you to get on the internet and Google, find a local church of God in your area so that you can be in the presence um, of other believers and have fellowship with them and help you along your walk. So I thank you all again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day or evening. And remember, let everything you do be done in love. <laughs>